Hello, Cryptonauts. Today is October 25th, 2020. On today's episode of Cryptocurrency Chat, we're going to talk about the top 10 daily stats as well as your crypto news of the day. I'm your host, Blockchain John. And I would like to take a moment right now just to give my thanks to all the countries around the world for uh, listening to my podcast. So let's go ahead and get started with the United States, Australia, Ireland, United Kingdom, Finland, Canada, France, Netherlands, Singapore, South Korea, India, Germany, Argentina, Turkey, Indonesia, Portugal, Philippines, New Zealand, Norway, Chile, Denmark, Italy, South Africa, Czech Republic, United Arab Emirates, Israel, Thailand, Taiwan, Belgium, Japan, Switzerland, Romania, Mexico, Vietnam, Bulgaria, Austria, and the Dominic Republic. Alright, thank you once again to all the countries. I greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate your positive feedback. Um, my podcast continues to grow each and every single week. It's, it's all because of you, the listeners, all around the world. That's why I had to give my thanks, take a moment right now to give my thanks to everybody around the world for listening to me. So, um, hopefully, uh, I get some more countries added to the list as you continue to, uh, to listen, share the links. Um, I hope that uh, we can reach every single country in the world. That would be really cool. So let's get started with your top 10 daily stats. Alright, Cryptonauts, first reminder, we do have a Discord channel available for Cryptocurrency Chat, in which I will leave a link in the description below. If you want to collaborate on my podcast, you can reach out to me through that Discord app, or through the Anchor app, or if you want to be a sponsor, you can do that as well. Reach out to me on Discord or through Anchor. So, with that said, let's get started with your top 10. Discover Coins. So, Discover Coins is a little different. We have five groups. Group number one, Trending Search. Two, is most voted coins three positive sentiment four recently added five most visited so we're gonna go ten in each group all right so first group trending search number one harvest financed number two barn bridge number three vox dot finance number four pickle finance number five uni lend finance Number six, cvault.finance. Number seven, Audius. Number eight, Uniswap. Number nine, yearn.finance. Number 10, Bitcoin. Second group, most voted coins. Number one, Appleforth. Number two, Monero. Number three, Digibyte. Number four, Reserve Rights Token. Number five, Energy Web Token. Number six, IOTA. Number seven, Dogecoin. Number eight, Telor. Number nine, XRP. Number ten, Ocean Protocol. 
Right, next group, positive sentiment. Number one, Ampleforth. Number two, Monero. Number three, Digibyte. Number four, Reserve Rights Token. Number five, Energy Web Token. Number six, IOTA. Number seven, Dogecoin. Number eight, Teller. Number nine, XRP. And number 10, Ocean Protocol. That's literally the same exact thing as most voted coins in positive sentiment. The same exact copy. Interesting. Next group recently added. Number one, Simple Master Node Coin. Number two, Next Bridge Token. Number three, Tron Bet Dice. Number four, Pummel Better Health. Number five, Neva DeFi. Number six, Boring Dow. Number seven, Quiver X. Number eight, Till Wiki. Number nine, The Big Coin. Number ten, Audius. Next group, most visited. Number one, Barnbridge. Number two, Filecoin. Number three, Audius. Number four, Seatvault.finance. Number five, Bitcoin. Number six, DIA, DIA. Number seven, Pickle Finance. Number eight, Harvest Finance. Number nine, Vox.Finance. Number ten, Unitrade. All right, CryptoNuts, that is your top ten discover groups. Discover coins, discover groups. <laughs> All right, your overall total market cap is at 401 billion dollars up by 0.5 percent all right let's get started with your crypto news of the day all right cryptonauts next reminder we are using decrypt.co to get our daily news as well as coingecko.com to get our daily stats first news coming in from Kong. Inside China's $1.5 million digital currency airdrop. It must have felt like Chinese New Year's for lucky citizens in Shenzhen, a city across the Bay of Hong Kong, when they each received 200 RMB worth of DCEP out of thin air. Literally, the airdrop in the format of red packets does not come from an ICO project, but from the Chinese government as a part of a central bank digital currency trial run. This week's dipping looks at the trial run and discusses the impl- implications from this pilot. A most generous airdrop. According to Xinhua, a state mouthpiece, a total of 10 million RMB was distributed to 50,000 citizens who can spend the funds from October 12th through 24th across the city. Some 3,000 mer- uh, merchants participated in the trial run by upgrading their payment system to accept DCEP. So far, so good. Local media reported that some users deposited additional funds into their DCEP wallets after spending the 200 RMB. Many users reported back to Xinhua that the DCEP wallet user experience resembles those of Alipay and WeChat. And WeChat Pay, but without the friction of linking one's bank account, which of course is a good thing. It's not strictly blockchain. Perhaps more important than the airdropping of free money is Xinhua's. Uh, interpretation of the trial. Using the airdrop as an opportunity to educate the public, Xinhua 
for the first time uh, demystified a few misunderstandings of DCEP. The most important clarification from Shenhua was to highlight the notions that DCEP isn't strictly a blockchain thing, a fact commonly known in the Western world but rarely discussed, discussed from any state media. In fact, up to this point, most of the DCEP narrative has been centered on its use of blockchain, as blockchain itself has been identified as China's new technology infrastructure. It seems a little weird then, since China is currently winning the race to be the first major economy to issue a state-backed digital currency to lose the blockchain narrative, so why abandon it? One explanation could be that given how volatile the cryptocurrency world is, China wants to take a conservative stance and draw a sharp line between its official state-backed currency and the magic internet money that has a reputation for being so rife with speculation, money laundering, and fraud. This seems especially prudent given many Ponzi schemes such as Plus Token, which continues to use DCEP as a way to attract new victims. If blockchain is what people associate crypto with, then DCEP needs to maintain some distance. Friends or frenemies? The second misunderstanding that's worth exploring is Xinhua's emphasis that DCEP is not designed to replace existing mobile payment giants such as Alipay and WeChat Pay. Instead, it is a good public it is a public good and a nice addition to the existing payment system. This might sound like a benevolent statement. After all, the payment giants already own citizen lives end to end. Why would the government want to step in and disrupt the current happy uh, duopoly? Unless the government isn't truly happy, its ambition, after all, is to gain full control over citizens' financial lives. DCEP is a step is is step number one. If it gains momentum, its tension with the duo will grow more explicit. But for now, no one wants to solve that problem, so making a non-competing stance is a short-term bandage. A stimulus package in DCEP's clothing. At its core, the DCEP airdrop is functioning a bit like a stimulus package. While the US government is still debating between its political parties whether to pass a new stimulus package, China actually delivered one, albeit on a much smaller scale, using its new digital currency to further legitimize DCEP's status of China's official digital currency. China's central bank also issued a law that bans any tokens that are pegged against RMB. For many consumers, it doesn't matter how much how much whether the money is RMB or DC, DCEP, as long as they can use it to buy goods and service. It is good money. Top three, top three other things that happened in China last week. Number one, sexes are okay after OKX's not-so-okay incident. Being invited to a cup of tea isn't uncommon among China's crypto circle. However, it was unusual that... Star Zhu, founder of OKX, one of the largest central exchanges in the world, went missing for almost two weeks. The incident, which came to light last week, resulted in the exchange suspending withdrawals. There's a lot of speculation behind why Zhu disappeared. Critics wondered whether the exchange had any involvement with money laundering, which the government is particularly keen to address. Others ruminated about uh, whether it was OKX's reported reverse stock listing by gaining control of shares of Leap Holding Group, a construction engineering firm listed in the Hong Kong Stock Exchange. Regardless, the OKX East incident initially caused quite a panic, panic among Chinese crypto circle. Many users, hold lar- many users hold large bags on the exchange. Yet now more 
Now more than a week has passed, the stir has not caused a large exodus of funds from centralized exchange to their decentralized cousins. On the contrary, both Huobi and Binance OKX's competitors saw only a limited amount of funds withdrawn. Why? Many traders believe that OKX is a special case. Rather than cracking down on the entire crypto world, OKX seems to have touched a sensitive nerve that pinched the Chinese government. If a crackdown were an industry trend, other exchanges would have been impacted. Second, both Huobi and Binance operate offshore. Binance fled China in 2017 and only returned last year in an attempt to, to take over Huobi's market share. However, it remains largely in exchange serving global customers. Huobi, on the other hand, has a much deeper tie with the Chinese government. Cracking down on Huobi would shake China's crypto world from its root and most believe that the Chinese government has no reason for such an uprooting, at least for now. Apparently, the most pain anyone felt from the OKX's incident was among the small exchanges. These exchanges are already struggling with, with liquidity. The OKX story made clear to their users that, like OKX, these exchanges operate on a single keyholder structure. That's why we're seeing news about exchanges run from the un undercapitalized exchanges. Number two, blockchain spares travelers from a 14-day quarantine. It's been a few months since enterprise blockchain has found its way into the Bing. Despite being rolled out into many provinces, the majority of Chinese enterprise blockchain use case do not actually need a blockchain at all. However, the China Macau uh, Macau Macau health code is a different story. Since the Chinese mainland and Macau has different data privacy requirements, exchanging health data across the border requires the ability to exchange information while preserving user privacy. There is this is where blockchain comes into play, according to SCMP. Fisco, BS, uh, BSOS, and Tencent's WeBank have developed a blockchain-based health record application that allows citizens to travel between mainland China and Macau without the 14-day mandatory quarantine. How so? Citizens can download an application and fill in their health data. This data is stored only on the local data center, but when needed, we can, uh, can be encrypted and communicated with other parties via a permissioned blockchain network. Only authorized users can access the blockchain. Can the same solution work without blockchain? Probably, but blockchain is still a neat solution in the use case since it, it exemplifies the obvious advantage of blockchain over traditional database solutions. Number three, Boring DAO, China's Bitcoin miners DeFi play. Aiming to turn all of the blockchain into layer two of Bitcoin, Boring DAO is a project launched by a group of Chinese Bitcoin miners. The project wants to solve the pain uh, the pain points of soiled BTC, that is, it lacks access to the burgeoning DeFi world by creating a bridge via its asset BBTC, uh, born, born BTC. The mechanism is simple. Users can bind their ETH address with a BTC address after depositing BTC with BornDAO. It automatically adds the equivalent amount of ETH to users' ETH address, allowing users to participate in the DeFi game. With the help of Born DAO, every blockchain can be layer 2 of Bitcoin. Imagine it, a programmable Bitcoin with high performance, Mike Meng, one of Born DAO's core members, told me. The most interesting aspect of the project is the fact that it's, it's operated as a DAO rather than a company. Many of our team has participated in the last DeFi mania. Some of them are heavy contributors to the Wi-Fi community. It became crystal clear to us that the only way to engage in the BTC holders was to decentralize our own governance, said Meng. 
why would anyone trust a centralized entity when Bitcoin itself is decentralized? This is the beauty of crypto. Despite all the uh, tribalism, there are cross-references and learning opportunities from different tribes. The DeFi hype has clearly shown BTC Maximalist a way to re-engage the OG crypto to the rising DeFi sector. Awesome. That was a pretty good one. Next news. Ugh. Okay, uh, written by Decrypt Staff. Bitcoin's price booms to highest level since June 2019. Bitcoin's price today hit a high of $13,329 according to metrics like CoinMarketCap. That Bitcoin's highest price since last uh, highest price since last summer. Here's the play-by-play. At 3:30 a.m. UTC, Bitcoin's price rose from $13,133 to heights of $13,329. The high the high lasted just two hours at 5:44 a.m. Bitcoin's price sunk like a stone to $12,996. Its current price is $12,961. And it keeps going with a bunch of numbers, yada, yada, yada. I don't want to read all these numbers. Just know that Bitcoin went up, and then it went down, and then went up, and then went down. Okay, next news. Written by Matthew DeSalva. We accept voodoo money. Comedian Kevin Hart shouts out Bitcoin during fundraiser. Hmm... Uh, comedian Kevin Hart yesterday called Bitcoin and Ethereum voodoo money, but then said he would accept them while hosting a charity fundraiser. Hart hosted the Muscular Dy- Dystrophy Association Telethon, a fundraiser for children with muscular dystrophy, for the first time yesterday. During the live-streamed show, Hart was asked by actor Jay Ellis if the charity accepted Bitcoin, I- Ethereum, or any other cryptocurrency in donations. He responded, I don't, I don't take voodoo money. We don't, we don't take the voodoo, so if you're out here trying to give us the voodoo, we don't. Hart was then interrupted via his earpiece and told the audience, What? We do take the voodoo? <laughs> I've been told we do actually take the cryptocurrency. I've been told it's a legitimate investment. Yes, Jay, we take it. <laughs> the comedian who was last month named as a, def- as a defendant in a, in a scam ICO case went on to pal-, pal around with other celebrities, including Michael B. Jordan, Eva Longoria, and Jack Black during the two-hour event. This is not the first time this weekend Bitcoin has received a celebrity shout-out. Last night, rapper and presidential hopeful Kanye West said on the Joe Rogan Experience that, that Bitcoin guys are people who really have a perspective on what the true libertarian of America and humanity will be. And the Bitcoin big, uh, big ups haven't hurt the coin's price. Today, the biggest coin by market cap reached new highs, hitting a price of $13,329, the most expensive it's been since June, June 2019. Next news. Hmm. Where are we at? Okay, next news, written by Will Gatsingen. New IRS forms clarifies how to file taxes on crypto transactions. In the latest draft of its mandatory form for personal income tax, the United States International Revenue Service has clarified crucial language about which cryptocurrency holdings and transactions need to disclose and which do not. According to the new form 1040 draft, which the IRS released on Friday, if you only hailed crypto but did not trade it, you can safely check no box. Next to the form's primary... Uh, primary crypto question at any time during 2020 did you receive sell send exchange or otherwise acquire any financial interest in any virtual currency if so 
did you if so so if you did this year was sit on your crypto or transfer it between your own wallets without selling for fiat you're in the clear yes i'm in the clear yes 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 still unsure the updated guidelines see that's why it's important to hodl i'm telling you hodl 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 still unsure the updated guidelines provide specific examples of the case that fall under the general headings of receiving selling sending and exchanging crypto airdrops from hard forks such as september's uniswap airdrops are taxable events as are exchanging crypto for goods services another uh, or for other property including for for another virtual currency and what constitutes sending between your wallets transfer between wallets means transferring funds in and out of exchanges for admin purposes shehan shehan chandra sakara head of tech strategy at crypto account software company coin tracker told decrypt okay but crypto wallets are anonymous right Alpha, alphanumeric strings say you lost your keys to the account that you just sold 1000 BTC to and are trying to pass it off as a transfer instead of a sell, said Sandra, Sandra Sakara. The U.S. has a, volu- has a voluntary tax system. You are expected to report income correctly by default. If you are audited, then you'll have to s- substantiate. In this case, you'll have to pr- prove that you actually lost the keys. Last year, the question about virtual currency only appeared on Schedule 1 of the Form 1040, which U.S. taxpayers have to request separately. This year, the IRS put the issue of virtual currency in front and center on the tax form by relocating to the first page of Form 1040, which means that everyone, not just Schedule 1 filers, will have to confront the question. I don't think this indicates any new approach, he told Decrypt today. The IRS is merely providing more clarity on how to answer the question. It shows that the IRS really cares about transactions that affect your tax bill. At least for now, the IRS doesn't seem to care about your holdings. You aren't required to disclose them anywhere unless you have a taxable transaction. Notably, though, the new clarifications don't explain what exactly the IRS means. In its crypto questions by the by the phrase financial interest, the scope of which may be broader than it seems. In a Forbes article earlier this year, Chandra Sakara suggested that there suggested that owning crypto through a pass-through entity. This could apply to say stakeholders in a crypto generating business might qualify as an acquisition of financial interest. In these cases, writes Chandra Sakara, as a conservative taxpayer, it would not hurt to check yes. With the crypto question on the front page of the tax form, there's no excuse. This is not the time to play around, Chandra Sakara told Decrypt earlier this month. All right, there we go. Check no. Why? Because I, I don't. I don't ever convert to fiat. I just, I, I, I stack sats and hodl. Yeah. Next news written by Matthew DiSalvo. Alibaba founder, Jack Ma. Digital currencies are the future. Chinese billionaire Jack Ma yesterday said that the digital currency could play a role in the new global financial system and attack worldwide regulations. The founder of the Chinese biggest e-commerce company, Alibaba, made, that the, made the comments during the speech at the Bund Summit in Shanghai, Bloomberg reported today, digital currency could create value, and we should think about how to establish a new type of financial system through digital currency, Ma is reported to have said. But it isn't clear what the, what the entrepreneur who is worth $61 billion, according to Bloomberg estimates, meant by digital currency. One 
As one would expect, the crypto community was were quick to speculate on what Ma was talking about regarding digital currency. Binance CEO Shengpeng Zizi Zhao wrote on Twitter that it was an amazing speech where Ma talked a lot about cryptocurrency and the future. But Ethereum co-founder Vitalik Buterin was quick to ask Zhao what exactly Ma meant by digital currencies. Zhao responded that the meaning is up for interpretation. Cryptocurrencies are banned in China, but Bitcoin and other digital assets are still traded in the region. Chinese Bitcoin miners also mine the bulk of the world's new Bitcoin. It's possible Ma was talking about the central bank digital currency, CBDC, such as China's digital yuan, in his speech. Countries around the world are racing to develop a centralized digital currency, but China is winning the race with its digital yuan, which is already in a testing stage. Ma also, uh, also said during the speech that global regulation, particularly the Basel Accord and an international banking supervision framework introduced in 2010, were outdated and like an old people's club. He added that the worldwide regulations were stifling China's development and are not thinking about younger people's or developing countries' opportunity. Ant Financial, an affiliate company of Alibaba, is about to launch an IPO valued at $30 billion. It is thought to be the world's largest. Next news, written by Will Gatsingen. Here's why Ethereum's DEX's volumes crashed in October. At the LA Blockchain Summit early in October, Sam Bankman-Fried, the CEO of crypto exchange FTX, said that the summer surge in volume on Ethereum-based DEXs was bullshit. A bullish for a few months, he said, was no guarantee of the bullish future. It turns out Bankman-Fried, whose company FTX also operated a DEX called Serum, was correct. According to the crypto data company Dune Analytics, trading volume on Ethereum-based DEXs fell sharply throughout the month of October. Volume is down 45% in the past 30 days. Decentralized exchanges are unlike Coinbase and Binance, so-called centralized exchanges. While centralized exchanges hold custody over your cryptocurrency, decentralized exchanges do not. The most popular Uniswap. The most popular is Uniswap. Weekly trading volume on the exchange exploded over the summer, peaking at over $8 billion in late August. Thanks to thanks in large part to decentralized finance protocols offering new incentives with the potential for huge returns. On Decrypt's podcast this week, Bankman Fried went into detail about how he arrived at his conclusion. What what was happening on DEXs, he said, was roughly uh, was roughly analogs of trans mining or transaction mining. Centralized exchanges sometimes reward traders with native tokens, Binance Coin, Huobi Token, and so on for using the platform. Trans miners attempted attempts to trade against themselves just to earn these tokens which they which they can sell for profit. Very little meaningful volume happened on these exchanges, Bankman Fried explained. The reason you ask how much volume an exchange has is to answer uh, has is to answer questions like how important is it? How much liquidity does it have? How important is it for the pricing? How should someone be advised to trade? How great is it for the future? How much money is it making? None of those questions, said Bankman Fried, were answered by the sort of fake volume numbers that resulted from trans mining and that he claims was roughly analogs to what happens with DEXs this summer thanks to those incentives. Even on Uniswap, the most popular decentralized exchange, the number of 
bear this out daily trading volume at the time of writing of just over 100 million dollars down from nearly 1 billion dollars in september once exchanges stopped paying people to fake volume said bankman feed of the trans mining phenomenon all the volume went away later in the podcast he made a connection to decentralized exchanges uh, explicit with a caveat this isn't true of all dexes he admitted but it's true of most i did actually listen to that um earlier today so that was cool uh, next news written by Decrypt Staff. Uh, as Bitcoin's price breaks records, Bitcoin spin off cash. Sure, Bitcoin has a good week. Today, traders pushed the coin to its highest price since 2019, since June 2019. But you know which coin performed even better this week? Bitcoin spinoffs. Each touted as superior to Bitcoin in their own way, yet far less successful until now. Childhood dreams came true this week for creators of Litecoin, Bitcoin SV, and Bitcoin Cash, the most popular Bitcoin spinoffs by market cap. According to data from metric site CoinMarketCap, while Bitcoin's price increased by 13.6% this week to its current price of $13,014, Litecoin increased by 24.9% to $59, Bitcoin SV increased by 14.5% to $184, and Bitcoin Cash increased by 8.9% to $272. Still, their, their success is trivial compared to Bitcoin, the largest coin by market capitalization. Bitcoin's market cap is $240.5 billion. Charlie Lee, Litecoin, a light version of Bitcoin, has a market cap of $3.8 billion. Bitcoin SV, the cryptocurrency created by Bitcoin creator Ha Craig Wright, has a market cap of $3.3 billion. And Bitcoin Cash, another spinoff of Bitcoin that has a larger block to prime it for payments, has a market cap of $5 billion. But all eyes are still on Bitcoin. Combined, the <clears throat> combined the market caps of all the three spinoffs total twelve billion dollars. That's five percent of Bitcoin's market cap. That's perhaps why Kanye West didn't talk about Bitcoin SV on the Joe Rogan podcast. Jack Dorsey's Square didn't invest fifty million dollars in Bitcoin Cash, and MicroStrategy CEO Michael Saylor hasn't spent the past month relentlessly promoting Litecoin after his company bought four hundred fifty million dollars worth of cryptocurrency. No. As Sailor puts it last month, it's Bitcoin. That's a swarm of cyber hornets serving the goddess of wisdom, beating on the fire of truth, exponentially growing ever smarter, faster, and stronger behind the wall of encrypted energy. Keep on dreaming, Bitcoin spinoffs. Wow, that's a good way to end it. That's a good way to end it. That's it, Kryptonauts. We are done. That's it. Um, have a good week. Really, really, have yourself a fantastic week. Uh, tomorrow's Monday. Yes, and guess what? We get our nice little Celsius payout tomorrow. Every Monday, every Monday morning, I wake up to a nice stack of crypto uh, earned. I get our passive income, compounded passive income. I love it. Tomorrow I'm gonna get nice. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna receive some fresh new Bitcoin, some fresh new Ethereum, some fresh new. What else do I have in there? Stellar, what else? Uh, and a bunch of stable coins. Yeah, it's all coming in tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's Tesla money. Tesla money. So, with that said, Cryptonauts, um, that's it. We're done. We're done for the day. <laughs> Check out my referral links um, Celsius Network, Coinbase. I, 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 re- I refer Coinbase because they have it's an easy on ramp and they give you free crypto if you go to the learning section. Right? Watch a couple of videos and you get some free crypto. So, yeah, do that. 
All right, Kryptonauts, I'll, I'll catch you all tomorrow. Ah, oh, stack your sets. Make sure you stack sets. All day, every day, stack them sets. <laughs> Adios.